Hi, and welcome to the Theme Park Trader Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Dan. Hello. This week, we are talking about what we're most looking forward to at Walt Disney World when the parks eventually reopen. So a bit of a, a positive episode, as we've said before, we're trying to keep things positive. And we're also going to be talking about some strange rumours that are happening around the reopening of Universal Orlando. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic. Stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Sounds a bit creepy. <laughs> Enjoy. I think, I'm sure you're going for like a positive, upbeat vibe, but it came across a little creepy. No, I was just going for whatever. You know, I've reached that point in quarantine where <laughs> it's like, what, whatever. Who knows what day it is? I mean, it's it's amazing that we both managed to work out that it's Sunday. Yeah, um, and we both turned up at the right time. I know, I, yeah, there's, it's it's just ridiculous. And I think, like, if I end up getting, like, furloughed or either of us get, get furloughed, like, mm-hmm. what is that going to do to to the days of the week? Oh, can you imagine? Just, um, I mean, obviously, we're both in a very fortunate situation that we can generally work from home, but obviously, there's still a risk of being furloughed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um... But you'll just be ringing me, and I'll, I'll be like, you'll be like, Ryan, what... It's Sunday. I'm like, wake up in a daze. Like, I thought it was, I thought it was, when's Tuesday? <laughs> I thought, I thought it was January. That's not a day. What is time? You just see me materialise on my seat. <laughs> I have become one with time. With a shaved head. Yeah. Oh, that's going to happen soon. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I need a haircut. Ridiculous, man. But yeah, I um as as I said to you the other day, I found out that my uh like inevitably my May trip has now been cancelled, mm. which is uh, disappointing. But you know, um yeah, because we because obviously the the UK obviously shifted their dates and they so we're still in lockdown for another th- at least another three weeks now. Yes, um which which covers the start of the holiday and then Virgin contacted because the bookings done with my parents. Virgin contacted um my parents to say that basically it's been cancelled. Um, so, um, so now it's just trying to get them, trying to get the monies back. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it, it is a shame, but at least you will get that, that money back. And, um, well, we should do. Yeah. You're going to rebook for next year. I mean, we'll be aiming for, to book for next year. Yeah. Um, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't reschedule, um, because 
potentially like rescheduling later in the year. I think I think when we looked at the prices, it was more expensive for later in the year. And if you go for a cheaper hotel and overall it works out cheaper, Virgin doesn't give you the difference back. Really? You have to like, you have to like spend it on extras, whatever, whatever extras are. Yeah. Um, the confusing one is Florida ticks because that's where we bought our tickets from. Um, and we obviously we've already been sent the tickets, so you can either <clears throat> you can either cancel them, uh, but they only give you back eighty percent of the value, right? And so with like four tickets, Universal and Disney, it works out as like two thousand eight hundred pound in total. So you you lose out like five hundred odd pounds. Yeah, cancel them. Um, you can keep them until September twenty twenty one. That's when they're valid up to. Um, but obviously, it depends on whether we can go next year. Um, yeah, but I guess you could you could wait on that and cancel later in the year. Yeah, potentially, potentially. We have, we haven't done anything yet with it. Um, yeah. The the other option is they can give you a um, they can give you a credit note, um, and then you can obviously spend it like you can rebook on depending oh, on whenever brilliant. you can go. The only downside of that is is there a risk that they might go bust? Yeah, that's true. That is true. Because it because obviously it depends how long um how long will this Gubbins goes on for. Yeah, it could be ages yet. Yeah, exactly. Not in Florida, so. though, because the beaches <laughs> are open. It's, it's like all Jaws. good. It is literally like Jaws. The mayors reopen the beaches. It's, <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? It is mental. And not only is it mental, but seeing the amount of people that turned up, it's like, yeah. wow. I mean, you can tell it's, it's uh, Trumpsville. <laughs> I mean, it's well, fair to say all of Florida because that's not true at all. And yeah, we have, we have some good, some great listeners. It's not Donald Trump now. We've got some good. We've got some great listeners. Um, the the best, literally, the best literally the best. Literally, China. Um, we've got some great listeners from Florida who um, obviously we, we we love and talk to quite a lot. But there's um, there's some crazy people that also live in the state who think it's a great idea to visit a beach during the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah. I mean, some of the, some of the protests they've been having as well. That, that, that's quite funny. That was, I, yeah. There's people with guns going like, we've got, we've got our right to be free and like, yeah. standing together. And I'm thinking, would it be such a bad thing if you all got coronavirus? <laughs> it's, it's interesting. The, um, there was, I think it was a video that Craig retweeted it was, it was of a protest. I'm not sure where it was. I can't remember where it was. But one of the people had a sign that said COVID-19 isn't real, but they were dressed head to toe in hazmat suit. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, that's a bit... Masks and it's like, well, you're not that convinced, are you? No, no, it's a bit odd. Um, but yeah, so it is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to know when things are going to be re- reopened. Um, well, at this rate, we, I mean... I don't know about our trip in September. Exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's it's what six months away, um, but yeah. you you know you don't. Oh no, it's no, it's five five months away, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying I to think now. Maths lost all meaning. Are we eight, eight, April, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it's five it's months five, away. Five and a bit months. Yeah. Basically yeah. five months now. Yeah. So. Um, you know who who knows? Obviously, who knows what what's going to happen? Um, 
That's which fine. I guess we, we could end up re, you know we could rebook that for five nights in January or February or or, or whatever. Um, yeah. And obviously we are looking to go in twenty twenty one for the fiftieth for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks, which again is potentially even under question. Um, not not just the trip, but Disney's plans for the fiftieth. Yeah, because obviously if they don't have time to build everything that they want to build, do everything they want to do. Um, it could be a it could be a a reduced celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, for those of you listening at home who have unfortunately had to push back your Disney or Universal or any theme park trip, you know, let's not forget that we're a show that encompasses all theme parks around the world, um, as we demonstrated by having a UK park special a few weeks ago. That'll be the last time we do that for a while. Um, <laughs> We we actually had plans to visit some of those UK parks uh, this year. I know we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, potentially going to Alton Towers. Now, again, that's looking unlikely at the minute. But we will be visiting the, the UK parks again. Um, I had been invited to the press launch of the new land in Portland's Park, which was uh, which looked great and I was looking forward to. Um, when that, that does mid, happen... That was mid-May time, right? Yeah. So when that does happen, I think uh, Dan that will, will now be coming with me. Yeah. <laughs> I was meant to be away. <laughs> well, you're flying back, so it's not that too bad. That's very true. I think it was. Was that? Was it on the? Was it the day after, or was it the morning of? The morning of, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's quite positive. You've got. You haven't got to get the the Disney blues now. <laughs> well, I don't have to get them later. I just have to look out. <laughs> um, yeah, but I guess so, this this kind of leads us on to the Universal stuff, right? Yeah. So I guess the main news story that we wanted to chat about before before steering the conversation into positive street <laughs> is the, the survey that universal pushed out. Um, and we got this via, um, Halloween Horror Nights unofficial, which is obviously run by, um, friend of the show, Chris, Chris, well, Christopher, uh, Christopher Ripley, um, who, um, runs various podcasts, has got a great book, I sound more and more like Trump. He's got a great book. We endorse his book. Uh, produced in China. <laughs> but no, he's got a great book that actually I picked up last year for Halloween Hollow Nights that goes into the, 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 the basically the detail of every year since the very beginning of right. Halloween Hollow Nights. I think this year's, this year's chapter could be interesting. Um, for sure, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Universal sent out a survey and... Contains a number of options that, if implemented, will have far and wide implications for its possible reopening. So, I'm just going to go through some of the options that were included within this. So, okay, the first one is once state governments permit it, Universal Orlando will reopen. How likely are you to consider visiting the park if the park reopens following its pre coronavirus standard operating and safety procedures? So that's asking guests or potential guests if they would go if the park was to open as normal. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and then some of the things that were included in the questionnaire that obviously aren't set in stone, but we're asking people, um, I'll start with team members. So that's anyone that's working for Universal. To be tested every 24 hours for COVID-19. Uh, closing of all indoor attractions. To have their temperatures taken touch-free payment only, remove all security x-ray machines, 
wearing face masks to wipe down all attractions before use. Now, a lot of people have been kicking off about this, and I obviously write for um, Inside the Magic, um, on kind of on the side thing that I do, and a lot of people were saying, how could they remove x-ray machines? Mm. I want to be clear here that it's, it, it's for team members, and obviously there's still a risk from team members, but I'm sure there will be adequate security measures introduced outside of x-ray machines they're not just going to let team members walk in without being checked. But I think what's interesting there is the closing of all indoor attractions, which probably yeah. leaves about four at Universal to be open. <laughs> yeah, because I was trying to think of this yesterday, like outdoor attractions, like take Universal Studios, for example, outdoor attractions, Rip Ride Rocket? Yep. Uh, Kang and Kodos Twirl Hurl, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, Woody's Coaster. I can't remember what it's called, but something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That was the area that I wasn't sure about. Uh, the Blues Brothers show? <laughs> that's like, that sounds like that's clutching at straws there. Uh, but like, I can't I, think of anything uh, else. Like, what, what else is there? Everything is indoors. Even, uh, even like, the mummy roller coaster is indoors. There's no point. Basically, if they choose to do that, there is zero point opening. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to, like, presumably the shops wouldn't even open. Yeah. Because they're indoors. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so I mean, some, some of them make sense, you know, like, to be tested every 24 hours with COVID-19, to have their temperatures taken, although doesn't that kind of cancel each other out? Like, if you're going to test them. Well, what's, what's weird is I think testing makes a lot of sense. The temperature thing doesn't actually make a lot of sense because you can be asymptomatic with this and yeah. not have a temperature at all. So I think they're going to have to actually test people for the virus, which is interesting. How the hell are they going to do that when America can't test as it is? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess the hope is that by the time it all reopens and tests testing kits might be more widely available. Yeah. That's um, interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, as well, the touch free payment that, you know, that kind of makes sense as a temporary measure. Um, no chip and pin America or signing your receipts like they did in 92. <laughs> no, so, sorry. You mean, you, you mean 2019? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so can you just sign this? What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Why? It is quite funny, but like in, I think over the years they have started, started um, increasing chip and pin, haven't they? Now it's only, but it's only literally been in the, like within the last four-ish years, maybe that it's seen it more common. Yeah, even contactless is, was not as common as it, as it should be last time mm. I was there. I mean, it's pretty yeah. common in the theme parks now, in all fairness. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty common in, in Disney now, isn't it? Because um, you can use that because they have the, the machines with the Mickey symbol on, don't they? Yeah, they all are. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've got also shows, um, suspend all shows, suspend all nighttime shows and parades, only seating guests every other row and every other seat and removing all 3D glasses from shows. Um, I think the one they will probably go with is only seating guests every other row and every other seat. Yeah. That, that, I mean, I guess but that... Is a logistical nightmare. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like even exactly. if, like, even if, let's say they open and Rip Ride Rocket is open, how are they getting people to socially distance in the queue? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like they can seat, they can seat people every other seat, um, and every other was it only seating guests every other row. That's, I mean that that massively that, that, reduces that's capacity. For that's for shows, though. Yeah. Right. Okay. But then, but then I guess they say remove all three D glasses from shows. So are they including like Shrek and Despicable Me in that, or because those are kind of I mean Shrek's more of a show, whereas Despicable Me is is quite different, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but who knows? But then, obviously, if you remove 3D glasses, like all those ones are going to close. Like, there's no. You know, well, I, I assume unless they have 2D versions. I, I'm assuming they must do. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of the rides at Universal are 3D. Mm. So if you extend it out to the rides, they're. I mean, yeah, they they definitely lose their value. Um, and then guests, the final one, and again, these were just options in the survey. All guests to wear face masks, requiring all guests and team members to social distance themselves by six feet from each other. Uh, presuming that means people, people that you've not turned up to the theme park with. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I've, just, I've just come in a car with them. Like, I, I <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, but again, it's, it goes back to like how it's difficult to, it's difficult to enforce that. And obviously, you know, you'll get people that will take it seriously and you'll get people that won't take it seriously. Well, I think, you know, let's, let's take Florida uh, for an, as an example. Yeah. A, a percentage of people in that state who will love theme parks and also believe that coronavirus is nonsense. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to do in that scenario where someone just doesn't turn up with a mask and they're not socially distancing, hopefully they reject their entry. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they don't turn up with the mask, it's quite simple, isn't it? Um, obviously, if they go just walking around the park, like getting close to people and standing like right behind people in the queue, that sort of thing, yeah, um, then that's a difficult one to enforce, isn't it? Um, I, I, what I'm going to do is come up with a great system where I'm going to sellotape, well, gaffer tape, four two meter uh, sticks, <laughs> to, like my front, back, and sides. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be on a jumper. I'm going to put the jumper on. And that's how I'm going to get around the theme parks. Smart. Yeah. Smart. I mean, you could struggle trying to get through some of the narrow bits. That's fine. I mean, they, they need to extend those out, don't they? Because it's not socially safe. Yeah. Yeah. Widen all of the pathways. Yeah. Into like, into the attractions and things like that. Like the mummy. Think of that. <laughs> You're trying to get through the mummy. I don't think it would jump off at times. Right. Okay. But okay. I think for the most part. I think they could be detachable. So you could swing it round you. Maybe I can invent extendable two meter sticks. I'd make a fortune. <laughs> the socially distanced stick. Yeah. Oh, that's the product name. <laughs> I've got a, a word that rhymes with stick that we can use in the marketing for it as well. Do you want to keep away from those? Then get the socially distanced stick. Don't be a. Sold by JML. <laughs> JML presents. <laughs> you go to Robert Dias and see it, and <laughs> see the little video playing. Yeah. <laughs> like we're copywriting this because someone's going to nick, nick it otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a billion dollar idea. To be fair, it, well, it is for about twelve months. Yeah, yeah. That's all we like, need, though. <laughs> twelve months of profits. 
Um, enhance sanitation throughout the parks. That's a no-brainer anyway, I think. Uh, limit, limit attendance each day to 75%. Limit attendance each day to just 25%. I think that's settled in the middle of that, personally. Remove all 3D glasses from attractions. All guests to have their temperatures taken. Test all guests for COVID-19. That is impossible. Yeah, I mean, I guess back to the limited attendance. I mean, did I hit 100% very old? <laughs> yeah. just, just saying. Yeah, just, um, yeah, when it's like dead in in like September, October outside of Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, they're, they're just going to be like, yeah, that's because we've just reduced attendance to twenty five percent. That's why. That's why it's really quiet. Yeah, yeah. But testing all guests for COVID nineteen is not is not at the moment is not practical because it takes a few days to get the results. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, for like Hollywood stars and you know celebrities, doesn't take that long obviously um but you know if they if they're testing like thousands of people a day you're not gonna you're not gonna get like they'll be gone by the time the results are in yeah <laughs> like it's all very well saying that it's like oh yeah we had somebody that had covid19 yesterday in the park yeah. um so it's like what are you gonna yeah, do unless there's a quicker test that they can introduce there's no way that's happening yeah yeah so yeah so that's interesting that that's all the i definitely think temperature will be an option uh, they introduce and I think attendance will be dropped. I don't know how they'll handle that. First come, first serve, maybe. But again, enter, entering the park, how does that work from a socially, social distancing point of view? You know, it's going to be a very interesting time when the parks reopen, that's for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's strange with the, obviously, you know, back to the um, x-ray scanners. Like, they obviously mentioned for team members x-ray scanners, but... Does that mean presumably they're still going to have the X-ray scanners for 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 guests? Visiting? Yeah, I think so. I you think well, why why would they remove it for team members but not for guests? Maybe maybe the team member like, one is a bit more intimate. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, surely, surely you just get the social distance stick, but with a finger on the end. Oh, that's our next product for airports and, and other security. Airport bags. security, two meters away. Just go. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, just a. Coming in, sir. Oh, running, yep. running start. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's the universal um, survey that's gone out. I think let's move on to more positive things. Um, I don't know who that survey went out to, by the way. No, I don't know because I didn't get it as a guest. Yeah, like I've, we, I've got tickets. Like, obviously, we got tickets to go within. You know, next time, I guess that I guess they haven't got our details. To be fair, well, they probably do have our details, but not associated to those tickets. No, I wonder if they went out to like annual pass holders and things like that. Ah, uh, possibly. Um, yeah, so let's talk about think uh, more positive things. And we're going to talk about Walt Disney World specifically, just because I think we can probably get um, another episode out of this for <laughs> for Universal. <laughs> just, um, just because I think we can milk this for all it's worth. Yeah, basically, you know, you know, content is limited at the minute. Like, there is nothing new happening at theme parks, so yeah. we are we are stretching. Apart from surveys, yeah, our survey says COVID nineteen. <laughs> so yeah, we wanted to talk about things that we're looking forward to. There's not a particular number that we wanted to chat through or anything like that, but things we're looking forward to doing once Walt Disney World has reopened. And I'm going to assume that on day two, everything is back to normal. Let's just assume in an ideal scenario where everything is fine. We're all cured. 
the world is happy again. Everyone's and, shaking hands and yeah, exactly. Yeah, High fiving. You can spit in someone's face without it being too concerned, other yeah. than the fact that it's an awful thing to do. You can sneeze in their <laughs> sneeze in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> You can, you yeah. We're in a world where that is now. I mean, not acceptable, but you can do it. Oh, it's grim. <laughs> you can, yeah. You, you can burp that tuna sandwich into the guest in front of you's face and not yeah. be concerned. Not have a care in the world. They might punch you, and rightfully so. <laughs> but you're not going to give them COVID nineteen. No. No. So let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about things that we're looking forward to when Walt Disney World reopens. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start actually. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna start by saying one of the my favourite things that I've ever done in Disney World, and I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it again. I don't think it will be something that opens again until all of this is passed over completely, and that is um, Ogre's Cantina in Galaxy's Edge. Right. Okay. Yeah. I know it might be a little bit of a sore subject for you because you've had you've had to cancel it. Yeah. My that was the first email that I got to say Ogre's Cantina reservation has been cancelled. But at the minute we do have a reservation for one in September. Yes. Yes, we do. So, and so, and if that gets cancelled, then we'll be rebooking as soon as possible, and we'll be getting another reservation for it <laughs> when we can. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's relatively, from what I've seen, obviously I've not been there, it's re- it looks relatively intimate and Oh, quite yeah, busy. I mean, like, you are, you are next to someone you don't know. Yeah, sneezing in their mouths. It's, it's... Burping tuna sandwiches in their face. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all going on in there. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you're on another galaxy, anything goes. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's how they'll get around it. They'll be like, COVID-19, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. This is the <laughs> We've got no such. We've got no such illness. Can you imagine the the, the cast members just being like keeping that line? They've got yeah, they've got so they're so entwined into the storyline it just doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. I, that sounds I like that a few Americans a on Earth a few years ago, but never heard of it. Nope, nope, hasn't reached here. Hasn't reached Batu. Someone's coughing like in the background. They just pass out in the background. Coughing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with him. <laughs> Two stormtroopers drag him off. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I mean, I've kind of banged on about um, Ogre's Cantina quite a bit, but it's, it's for me, it's up there now with walking down Main Street, and I'm not going to go into other such experiences because they might be on my list, um, with things that I associate with Walt Disney World and feeling like, I'm in a somewhere that isn't a theme park. Yeah, and, well, and I, gen- I genuinely thought you were going to say it's up there with with the likes of Baseline Tap House. <laughs> hey, Baseline Tap House is great. I I think I think I prefer Ogre's Cantina just because it's it's basically a childhood dream come true to walk into a cantina in in the Star Wars universe. And yeah. although I was a little bit disappointed in the fact that there are no characters in there other than DJ Rex, that's the one thing I thought was missing. And maybe something they will change in the future when it quietens down in there. Because yeah. um, at the minute, you are literally standing on someone else's toes. 
Which yeah, is I mean, bonkers. I feel like they could have just built two cantinas and I just yeah. siphoned you off in a clever way into one of them. Or make a bigger one, to be fair. Yeah, but I think it would have taken one. that would have taken away from like cantinas in Star Wars don't tend to be massive. True, that is very true. Yeah. I mean, I guess with the characters, at the moment, they don't need to do anything, do they? Because so many people want to go there. And so they're filling the bookings quite easily. Maybe when it does start off sort of getting a little bit quieter, um, then they can always bring in the characters in order to bring people back in. Yeah. Um, as, as like, oh, you know, we've, we've introduced a new experience into the cantina. Just, um, it doesn't, doesn't have to be massive, like something subtle, like you see like the bartenders wearing like a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And obviously in, in two, like that band. And you, maybe you see two stormtroopers come up to the bar and they clock him. And he just goes, there's nothing to see here. Have a drink on me. And then they're like, they have like, a, they walk off with their drinks and that's it. Like it doesn't need to yeah. be more than that. But that yeah. happens like once an hour or whatever, just once per guest. It's not, it's not like you need the, the, the cantina full of no cast members. No, you know? no, no, not at all. And, you know, they've got stormtroopers anyway. They've got bartenders anyway. Yeah. It's it's not a big deal for the stormtroopers to perhaps walk in and interact with a bar mem- bar staff member, mm-hmm. um, but otherwise I think I, I mean I, in three weeks last year I visited um, Ogus Cantina three times, right? And every single time I just loved it. I mean I've got the the Rancor beer flight behind me, of course, yeah, which is very expensive and. It took me, I was there on the third time and I was like, uh, and the cast member's like, you do know that's a hundred dollars or a hundred credits, whatever they said to me. And I was like, yes. And you were like, like, I do. Beer flight me. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, give me a beer flight, damn it. I don't need to know the costs. <laughs> You're just like, la, 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 la. Just handing over the money. Yeah. I don't care. So, so yeah, that's the first thing on my list. Nice, 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 nice. I mean, I guess I, I guess I'll, I'll keep in that area and just say Galaxy's Edge as a whole for me, mm-hmm. um, because obviously I haven't been there yet. Yeah. Where, I do, when, when did it open? It wasn't even. Was it last was it, summer? Was it last summer? Okay, yeah, because yeah, I went. I went last. Last May, May or June? It was around yes. that sort of time. It would have been. Um, and it, so it was just before it was due to open, I think, like only a couple of months out, basically. Mm. Um, so I missed it all. And obviously, you know, I was due to be going in three weeks time. That's obviously not happening. Uh, and due to go in September, hopefully that will happen. And then that will be my first time going to going to Galaxy's Edge. Um, but yeah, like, you know, go, doing Smuggler's Run, even though, you know, people has got mixed feedback and that sort of thing. Doing Smuggler's Run is going to be great. Just seeing seeing the whole land that they've built, how immersive it is, everything that they've done there. Rise of the Resistance, of course, which will be new for you as well. Yeah, and that was going to be on my list as well. Just, you know, the, the feedback that the people have had for that attraction is has been yeah. incredible. So I can't wait to see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously there's still going to be like, even when the park reopens, there's still going to be problems with the boarding passes, isn't there? Yeah. It's bound to be. Um you know, all this time when it could have been settling down. Um, yeah, now it's going to be just as crazy. Yeah, it's going to be just as crazy. There's going to be, you know, a few months of it being crazy again. 
um, which which is a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, just the whole, you know, even like Ogre's Cantina as well, just everything about Galaxy's Edge that I haven't been able to go to yet um, is is something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I can't wait to go back to Galaxy's Edge and I hope that September goes ahead because I will always love going into a land with someone who hasn't seen it before, especially for another Star Wars fan like yourself. Yeah. And just seeing you're like, <gasps> like, it's like, you know, when, when you, when you walk into a place like that, you turn into a kid again. And I, I remember, just remember the first time I walked into that land and I was blown away by the detail, like the detail yeah. on every, every single point when you go, Oh yeah, I bet they haven't done. Oh, well, okay. They have. <laughs> so yeah, that, that for me is a, Galaxy's Edge, I agree, as a whole, is a, is a big, big reason for me to look forward to going back to Disney World. Um, yeah. I think the next thing on my list is, is probably no, comes as no surprise to any of, any, any, anyone listening who, who's listened to the show before, and that's going back to Epcot. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't think you were fussed about that these days. <laughs> yeah. Even during construction, <laughs> I think it's a bit of a mess at the moment, and I'm, yeah. all, I'm not... I've not got my blinkers nostalgia hat on like, like a lot of Epcot fans have. I think it is an estate future world mm-hmm. is, is, is basically is, is largely, I don't want to say pointless, but there's a lot going on there at the minute where you, that you can't do equally. Yeah. You've still got the likes of mission space, test track, soaring, living with the land, spaceship earth presumably will be shut by the time Disney world reopens. It was due to shut in May. Yeah, yeah, of course. But that, yeah. could be, that, that project could be cancelled now, based on Disney's revenue. Yeah, I mean, potentially, I guess. Um, like, are they going to want to try and keep as much stuff open in order to attract guests in? Yeah. Like, if 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 people say, "Oh, well, this is closed and that's closed and that's closed," maybe. But you know, I get. I guess Epcot, they've got other new things as well coming. Ratatouille's on the way. Guardians is on the way next year. Yeah, it's two twenty. If that ever ever opens, <laughs> yeah, I mean it just keeps getting delayed and delayed, and then obviously now it's 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 um, delayed even more. Um, yeah, I mean like whether whether they'll think, oh well, we've got Ratatouille and that sort of stuff, so that will draw the guests in, so we can still go ahead with the closure of Spaceship Earth, because um, it, it it's going to be a multi year closure, isn't it? So yeah, you know. Obviously, if it gets delayed by a few months, then maybe, maybe they'll still stick with it. Hopefully, because it does need a refresh. But it does. It does. It's kind of like as you as you said. There's a lot of stuff in Future World and things like that, and other areas of the park which haven't yet been announced that need a refresh. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just looking forward to walking walking back into my favourite park, and I think you know, to, to, for a few highlights for me um, from a, from a ride perspective, mm-hmm. in where the land. Yeah. Is is one of the best attractions, not just in Disney World, but I believe the the, the world. I think it's an incredible, incredibly unique attraction that you just can't get in any other theme park. Yeah, there's, there's nothing else quite like it. It's basically like a incredible bubble works ride. For those who haven't been on it. Um, I think I feel like that's doing it a disservice comparing it, it, it to Bubbleworks. It, it definitely is. But for those in the UK that haven't been to Epcot, it's like the Bubbleworks times a million. 
it's fantastic. So there's that obviously, um, especially for us if it's if it's open. Um, I mean, I love everything at Epcot really, um, uh, apart from the the ride. The figment ride is pants. Figment yeah. itself, I I love as everyone knows. But um, the seas with Nemo and friends is also terrible. But but I have a feeling the next time I go to the parks with my family, obviously I I will probably have a two year old with me who will think that the sun shines out of Nemo's ass. So I suspect <laughs> we'll be there. And now like I can't talk about Epcot without World Showcase. And although people were expecting me to say La Celia first, and it's on there, obviously, but actually for me, walking through and, and around World Showcase and specifically Japan is is something that I love doing. I think that right. Japan is probably my favorite pavilion and the shop in Japan is incredible. Unfortunately, we'll never see the the drummers again because they got fired. Thanks, Disney. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they cut them after like twenty years. Jesus. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I really dislike Disney sometimes. Mm. There was no need to cut any of the the entertainment at Epcot. The um, the Italian mime got the same cull. Uh, I never actually thought he was that great personally, but I know right. a lot of people did. So I'm not going to say, oh, they should have got rid of him because they, they definitely shouldn't. But yeah, there's no, basically there's no real entertainment in World Showcase anymore. I wonder why they did. I, I know they, I know that they, they, they um, shut as well. Yeah. I know, I know that they um, did call some of the live performers. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know in particular which ones. Um, yeah. It's like, I guess it's just a cost-saving measure, isn't it? But you think that's fantastic. It's like small fry, isn't it? That I mean, yeah, it's not costing them anything, really, is it? No, not in the grand scheme of things. You wouldn't have thought so. That, that's not going to be the difference between a green and red balance sheet. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't have get, given that they could get like you know what this. Uh, well, Magic Kingdom gets what between twenty and twenty-five million guests a year. Yeah, um, Epcot's not that far away from that. No, it's not. Um, and so you think, you know, getting rid of a few live entertainers, you wouldn't think would, would make a significant difference. And live entertainers were always busy, mm. you know, especially yeah. the Japanese, um, the, the drummers were, would always attract a crowd. Always. I've never seen them not, even on a quiet day in Epcot. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's seen as something that doesn't bring in revenue. Yes, it may be attracted, it, you know, it attracts a crowd, yeah. but it doesn't bring people into the park whereas a new ride does bring people into the park but at the same time you get rid of the live entertainers it, it is part of the, the culture Epcot experience of world showcase 100%. yeah yeah so like yes it doesn't bring in revenue but it in it, it adds to the experience that people get yeah and that's and that's what they remember Exactly. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to walking around World Showcase. Obviously, sitting down at the cellar and enjoying a steak and some pretzel bread. Mm -hmm. But also enjoying the, the Food and Wine Festival as well, one of my favourite events of the calendar year at Walt Disney World. Yeah, of course. Well, I pretty much just said, Epcot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pretty much said Epcot and then walked around Epcot. Yeah, basically. But like that for me is like, a lot of people's equivalent to that is walking down Main Street and mm. in, enjoying the Magic Kingdom. And I, obviously, I, I still enjoy the Magic Kingdom, and it's still the first park that I will go to in 
on most trips. Yeah. But Epcot is for me, is my park. And I always looked forward to my second day more because I get to see Space of Earth, because I get to go on Live With The Land, because I get to do the Food and Wine Festival. And Epcot for me is a lot more chilled than Magic Kingdom as well. Oh yeah, completely. Obviously it's, it's, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where they stand in terms of square footage, but it feels big, doesn't it? Epcot, it feels because yeah. obviously everything's not closed in. Whereas Magic Kingdom, there's so many crowds and all the streets are quite narrow. Yeah. And there's obviously lots of buildings, things like that. Whereas Epcot is a bit more spaced out. There's, you know, there's more room to breathe essentially. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for me, one of my favorite things in Epcot was, was either, either sitting down for like breakfast, lunch or dinner or whatever at um, Electric Umbrella, which mm. obviously even once the park reopens, we won't be able to do anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, cause you could, we obviously we did it when we went to, when we went there last, no, not, not last year, year before last. Yeah. Um, you know, we would grab breakfast from Starbucks, which is obviously no longer there. And then go and sit in Electric Umbrella, and then you got the fountain, you got the the brilliant music going on at that at at, um, at that area of the oh, park. That, that, yeah, that that um, that loop, the intervention yeah. loop, is is the best loop ever. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. And so just sitting down there, like whether it was for 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 like a quick service, at, uh, you know, actually from Electric Umbrella get some nuggets you know gotta love the nuggets um obviously you can still get the nuggets elsewhere which um is fortunate um but yeah it's just that like the sitting there the atmosphere that you get there is just brilliant it's incredible um, yeah but obviously even once it opens now it's it's no longer going to be there yeah yeah that, that, is, that is very true although i think they're just refurbing it aren't they um they're going to need a quick service in that location. Oh yeah, yeah, they're going to need a quick service. Um, whether it will be called Electric Umbrella anymore, or whether they're going to re, you know, they haven't really said. They've just no. said closing and they're doing something to it. I mean, I know obviously they've they've torn down one of the pavilion, um, one of the sides, haven't they, of interventions? Yeah. Um, I can't remember which one it is, and obviously, I don't think they, I don't think it's the one where Electric Umbrella was. No, yet. They haven't torn that one down. I don't know if they are tearing down both of them. Um, but yeah, obviously they're going to need a quick service location. They've gotten rid of Starbucks. Obviously they've opened a temporary location uh, and they've gotten rid of quite a large quick service. Option. Yeah, massive, massive. So, you know, they're going to have to bring something back. Uh, yeah. but how close it will be to what was there before. Who knows? Who knows, yeah. And just for anyone listening who's interested, uh, Magic Kingdom is around... Um, 140-ish, slightly, well, slightly higher than that now, I think, um, acres, and Epcot is over 300. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay, so it's significantly uh, bigger. Animal Kingdom is over 500. Yeah, I knew Animal Kingdom was was the biggest, weirdly. A lot of um, those behind-the-scenes animal care, though. Right, okay, yeah, because that's the thing. When you're in there, it doesn't feel like the biggest well, park. Although it does take... is massive. Very true. And, and it does take quite a long time to walk from, say, Avatar all the way over to, like, Asia with Expedition Everest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, um, Kilimanjaro Safaris is, like, a 20-minute ride. Mm. Yeah, it covers a lot of ground, that, so. Yeah. Furious typing going on. I'm just seeing what the... Uh... Yeah, so, <laughs> this is this is interesting. 
what did they say Magic Kingdom was in acres? Like 150? 140, I think you said. Uh, Kilimanjaro Safari is 110 by itself. <laughs> so you could almost fit a Magic Kingdom into Kilimanjaro Safaris. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite impressive. And yeah. it just goes to show how compact Magic Kingdom is. And you know where I've got that information from? Where's that? Our, our, own, website, our own website ranks for that, Groovy. <laughs> yes. Quality content. Whether it's right or not, who knows? <laughs> you just made it up, didn't you? Random yeah. number generator. Whatever. <laughs> oh, we are, we are top five for, animal, uh, for Kilimanjaro safaris. Wow. Doing it well. Doing it well. Smashing it. <laughs> um, where, did, where did we get to? Um, let's talk about, I guess let's talk about a couple more. Um, I want to cover Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Just because it's got some of my favourite attractions, so Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, Space Thunder Splash, even even I would dare say Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is on that list. Right, um, on the list, but it's on the list. But, you know, especially for me, Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean, they are like quintessential Disney rides, and I can't wait to get back on both of those. Yeah in particular yeah i mean for me like in magic kingdom one that i always 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 enjoy is big thunder mountain um i mean that was going to be closed for my may trip yeah um but yeah going on that that, that's one of my favorite rides in magic kingdom um that and like mickey's filler magic that's a great show yeah like that's one of the best i think 3d shows i've i've ever seen it's so Um, good and the way they, they kind of integrate it with, with the past films um, is just so cleverly done. Yeah. It is. Um, but yeah, they have such a great selection of rides, like, like nostalgic rides and, and slightly newer rides. Obviously, we've got Tron coming up in, the, in uh, what, like next year, maybe? I, I guess so. it should be next year for the 50th, but obviously that may be impacted now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even, you know, you mentioned it before, like going walking down Main Street, um, seeing the castle, um, you know, going in all the shops, everything like that, the food, you know, it's just the whole experience is just, is, is, is just you, you don't, you can't appreciate it unless you've done it. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I guess outside of Magic Kingdom, the, one of the other things I wanted to touch on was Disney Springs, which I think mm. has gone from an okay downtown area in, in downtown Disney to what I would consider Walt Disney World's fifth gate in a way. Yes, right. yes, it doesn't have really any attractions, but I think the experiences that that place provides now in terms of not just shopping, but in terms of like food, drink, um, entertainment, I think is incredible. And I think I've got to call out, obviously, the Boathouse as, as one of the best restaurants, in my opinion, in, in Walt Disney World. And also Jot Lindsay's Hangar Bar as one of the best themed bars in, in the world, certainly that I've been to. Um, yes, it could be themed even better to Indiana Jones, but I think in terms of its, its loose theming and atmosphere, it's still fantastic. And I think I am probably, at, outside of Epcot, probably my most relaxed on vacation 
mm. when I'm in Jot Lindsay's just chilling out, looking at, at the, the Disney Springs waterfront as the, as the sun is coming down or in the middle of the afternoon. And it's just perfect, perfect weather, just enjoying a drink. Yeah, exactly, isn't it? Um, they really have stepped up at Disney Springs from like all, all aspects, like mm. the food. Um, there's so many more options than there used to be. Obviously, shops, there's so many more shops than there used to be. You know, and there's a whole variety. Obviously, there's certain shops like the the whole, is it, what's it called? Is it the marketplace or is it? Yeah. Is that it? Um, obviously, you know, some of the places you wouldn't necessarily think to be in a Disney park, but you get a whole mixture of stuff, don't you? You get, you know, brands that you see elsewhere, but you also get the Disney owned stuff. Um, and yeah, it's just a whole great mix. Obviously, it's like you entertainment, like Cirque du Soleil is obviously there, um, which again, I was meant to be seeing the new show, um, which I can't remember when that opened. Was that opened before everything shut down? Um, I can't remember. Possibly. I f- yeah, I can't remember whether it was due to open in April or May. I think it might have been April, so maybe it didn't. Maybe it didn't even open yet. Yeah, maybe not actually. Because obviously, because it says, because um, I was just on the Swan and, Dol- Swan and Dolphin Resort, um, and they they closed as of March the twenty fourth of March. Um, so obviously, yeah, it's been closed for a little while. Um, it's crazy to think Disney World hasn't even closed for a month. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long they closed. Because you know, they do, they don't close very often. You know, they'll close for hurricanes mostly. Yeah. Um, they obviously close for nine eleven. I don't know how long they were closed for at, for nine eleven. Not long. Yeah, so I can't like. I imagine this is probably the longest time they've been closed since by, by a long way. Yeah, yeah. Since they um, since they opened in seventy one. Um. So yeah, it's it's kind of unprecedented, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And it's not going to be the same again. You know, walking down Main Street, you'll see probably everyone in masks. It's not going to be the same again until there's a worldwide available cure. Yeah, I don't think it'll be the same for a long, a long, long time until even if there isn't a cure, obviously, um, obviously over time, it, it might disappear. Um, yeah, like, like ZARS. Yeah, or it could be here for a long time. So, and I, obviously, I guess, obviously, if there's no, if there is, if there is no vaccine, if it just disappears, um, then obviously things will slowly get back to normal, and and you know everything. I imagine everything will go back to normal, but how long that that period will be, uh, nobody knows. No, no, exactly. Um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on, or things that, things you're looking forward to when when Disney World reopens? Um, nothing, nothing. It, I mean, Hollywood Studios is obviously we've already touched on Galaxy's Edge, but you know, Hollywood Studios is is one of my favourite parks, even before Galaxy's Edge, just because you got like, like Toy Story and Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, and um, there's so many, so many good big rides for me in there. Um, yeah, just just going back to some of those like Midway Mania is yeah. always a favourite of mine. Um, so yeah, being able to just experience that again would be nice. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's a, that's a big one, isn't it? Right, not going on your favorite attractions it, that you can't get anywhere else to a degree. You know, 
there's no this there's just nothing like it is there yeah yeah there's, exactly there's no feeling quite like going on your favorite attraction there just isn't like you just can't explain it and i think the some of the nostalgia i think is definitely more in play for disney world than other parks particularly mm-hmm. in the uk but even the standard of even the worst attraction in disney world is still largely 10 times better than the best of the uk so oh, yeah you said disney world not not universal because rocket um <laughs> Uh, what's it called? Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely lots more better attractions in the UK than Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah. I think I think even Universal know that. They must do, mustn't they? I don't think anyone at, at the top at Universal is going. We did a great job on that ride. Yeah, let's just say when the park reopens, I don't think there's going to be many people running to it. Yeah, if you want to socially distance yourself on an attraction, that's the one to go to. <laughs> But that's yeah, the one in the ride that will be open because they know no one's riding it. Yeah, yeah. It's no, there's no risk there. No. So, yeah, I think just to end the show, just being back in, in Walt Disney World in whatever capacity that is, being able to enjoy uh, a snack from the Main Street Bakery, you know, heck, even having a Starbucks is made 10 times better by the fact that you're drinking it out of a Disney cup um, for, so, you know, for some reason. Yeah, it just, it just excels that you know I can get the same, I can get the same drink in any other Starbucks in the US. Obviously, the UK cuts down on the sugar, so it's not as good. But yeah, I think even even walking into an insanely busy Starbucks, Hollywood Studios in particular, is mental. When I was there last year, <laughs> but uh, I'd rather you know even doing that. And just sitting and having a Starbucks in in the middle of the park and taking in the park's atmosphere would be enough for me. So yeah, yeah. I guess I guess there's one more thing that came to mind. Yeah, and it's not it's not Disney World related as such. It's the moment when you walk out of the doors of the Orlando International Airport yeah. and the humidity hits you. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, oh, that is lovely. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to need a shower before I head out tonight. Yeah. Like, like less than five minutes later, you're like, oh, that's a bit much. Yeah, yeah. It's too hot. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that sort of like four minutes and 59 seconds um, where you've, you've stepped out of the air-conditioned airport. Yeah. Where it feels like you're at home because of the, it's so cool. And yeah. then you step outside and you know you're in Florida. Yeah, I think that's great. And uh, I agree. That is that is always a, a moment that certainly in my family that we talk about quite a lot. Mm. Um, but also, I just wanted to kind of relate related to that. Just touch on one of my other favorite moments is no matter where I am, once I've checked into the hotel, and I know everything's fine. Like because I worry about everything anyway, so I know I've got my dining plan. I've got my magic band sorted. My tickets are sorted. Everything's fine. I've mm-hmm. checked in. I've showered, and I've. I go to my hotel quick service location and I'm absolutely shattered because it's like 3 a.m. UK time. And I'm like <laughs> tucking into my first Disney burger or, or nugs. And yeah. that moment you're just like, oh, we've got this. I mean, obviously not this year, but usually we've got this for two weeks at least. And <laughs> that that is a great moment that you can't beat. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 
So yeah, let us know what, what you're looking forward to doing when Walt Disney World reopens again. I think it'd be really interesting to, to hear everyone's thoughts. Just message us over um, on our Twitter or our Facebook page or Instagram. Just search for Theme Park Trader. And while you're searching for the Theme Park Trades, um, leave us a positive review on your podcast app of choice. What are you laughing about? <laughs> that tweet that you sent out of me as a potato. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go to our, our Twitter page and you'll see how Dan started today's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Professional. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. So <laughs> thank you very much for listening and we will see you again next week. Ah, there you are. And just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. <laughs>